after covering the Raheem Morris press conference. Uh, Raheem was introduced today, like almost two weeks after he was hired as head coach. Bailey, your initial thoughts on the presser. I was there as well, but I want to get your thoughts. What were they? Yeah, no, I find it interesting because I feel like we have totally different perspectives because you've covered him and have been here when he was a coach and I know very little. And I will tell you, I said it in one of my hits earlier, I felt like he was one of the most personable coaches in the league after that press conference. I also thought if you can ace a press conference, he did it. He was very personable. He was trying to make it a lot, lot more lighthearted. And I think he was pretty honest, too. And I think you saw that when he was asked specifically about quarterback, which I'm sure we'll get into more. Um, but he basically said, you know, in not so many words, we want someone that's a little more seasoned. And you could tell by his answer of the, all the attributes he was looking for. But he also recognized that there's other avenues for that, whether that is a trade or whether that is drafting my overall thoughts is I think he's you know it's a cliche in sports a leader of men um, he seems like someone who can relate to players and the players love but also finds that line of kind of being a player's coach and having to get the job done so uh, you know uh, there's been a lot of players and coaches speak so highly of him that's amazing that's good but it also is it going to translate to wins and losses. And I think he'll get the same amount of time Arthur Smith got, which was about three years, to figure out if he can win here. Yeah, I Atlanta. agree with you. That three-year um, mark, I guess, he's finally on the clock, right? Uh, and Raheem will be like that for as long as you cover him. He is super nice. He speaks his mind. He is not afraid to say um many things and I think that's what makes him kind of special in a sense that he does not hold back and I think it's because he feels like he has nothing to lose I mean this guy has stuck around and and received positions and lost positions and I just think at this point he is who he is and he's going to show that um, and he does like to make things a little more lighthearted than most head coaches he doesn't take himself so seriously mm-hmm. So yep. uh, I thought it was funny the amount of times that the Super Bowl was brought up. And I don't know if it's just because it was Super Bowl week. But, uh, you know, right away, Terry Fonda, the general manager, talked about how Raheem is going to bring a Super Bowl to Atlanta. I'm like, man, <laughs> like set the stage right <laughs> right away. Right. And, uh, you know, he, he expressed his desire to want to do that. Uh, obviously, in 2016, Raheem was with the Falcons uh, when they lost the Super Bowl to the Patriots. That was rough. He said it stung. It stung the most of any other game. Uh, and I would imagine that most players and coaches probably feel that way but Bailey we're gonna get to some uh sound right now with Raheem from earlier today his press conference let's let's hear what he has to say tight crew today I can see gotta loosen you guys up a little bit I know Allison's back there she's pretty (laughs) excited about this um but I had to loosen the crew up you know this is not one of those tight situations I want you guys to be comfortable um in this environment with me because we'll be here a lot right and it's pretty cool um but I wanted to start off by first thanking my family um, I know it's been mentioned three times already, but I, I wouldn't be in this in this position without um, my extended family, my immediate family, whatever you want to call them over there. But my lovely wife, Nikki, my daughter, I, I don't even know. I can't even look at her anymore. My 13-year-old daughter, Maya, uh, my eight-year-old little princess over there, Malia, and that little dude we call Jalen. Um, fired up to have those guys here for me, and uh, what a wonderful deal. My mom and dad, I'm fortunate to be here. And just delighted and doing it for the second time and getting this position and having your parents have a, be a part of that and a part of back getting back into the situation. Man, I, I can't tell you how good that feels as a son and as a, a, a person inside this family and being with these guys and just everybody that came today to support me. 
and my in-laws, my brother-in-laws, my mother-in-law, everybody involved. And it is absolutely outstanding that they're all here with us. Uh, They're with me. Uh, My agent in the back, Brian Levy, he's got the camera. He thinks he's part of the media today. Um, Outstanding guy, him and Cedric Saunders. And um, I wouldn't be here here without the Lazans and their help and what they've done for me and and everything that's happening with our family and everything that's moving forward. And I thank you guys for coming to support me today. Next, I just wanted to thank uh, the Blink family. And you guys know how close and tightly related I am with the Blink family. But um, to make this thing happen... To be a part of each other, so thankful, so thoughtful. Um, what a process that I went through with the with everybody, just the National Football League in general. But having to be a part of um, the Atlanta Falcons is absolutely outstanding. You know, I know the family well, from the sons and Josh and Max uh, to Arthur himself, to everybody that was involved, that was there every day on a day-to-day basis. This organization with Greg, with Rich McKay, with Terry, and everybody that was a part of that with Brett Jukes. All of us, says it's, it's so nice to come back and see familiar faces um, from when you were here the first time and to be able to meet some new people that you're really excited to work with and you're really ecstatic to work with. Um, that was such an awesome feeling. And also want to thank, thank the people where I come from in L.A. and the Cronkies and their family and Josh and Stan and just the all-out support that they gave me all the way from the top, going to Les Need and Sean McVay, Kevin Demoff, Tony Pastor and the people out in L.A. were absolutely outstanding and how they supported me through the whole process, how they've guided me through the whole process. They've let me grow. They've matured everything that you've done in this business and some of those things. I want to let you guys know I do understand the importance of being the first black coach in Atlanta history without an interim tag. Understand the importance for that for us. Understand the importance for the people before me, the people after me, the current people right now understand the importance of that and how important that is to this city, uh, particularly where we are right now in the Mecca of black history, right? I think that's very important to acknowledge. The next thing I want to talk about is really the we factor. I am so excited to collaborate with Terry Fontenot and his family and our organization and his group and everything that they've done. Right? Since I've left, they've done nothing but build pieces and get a, just a tightly knitted team put together They've added to the culture that I can't wait to be a part of and add to. And I just think that was a really important factor for me to come back and a really important factor of allowing me to come back and be a part of that. And I can't say enough about what the people around me have done moving forward and how we're going to move forward together. Make no mistake about it, right? The community supports us on Sundays to go out and win a game. And it's our job to support this community in a bigger way than you can even imagine. So I I understand the importance of that as well. Uh, This Atlanta community is awesome. I can still remember the day of painting houses and all of our projects that we do. This whole family, this A&B group, is just an outstanding uh, thing to be a part of, and I I just can't wait to be a part of that thing, fully invested in doing all the stuff that we want to do with this community. And then the last thing I'm going to mention is the reason we're here. It's going to be a winning culture, and we're here to win win, win football games. At the end of the year, there's only one team that's happy. And Terry mentioned it, but I've only been in that position twice in my career. And I can't wait to go back there again. And I can't wait to do it with you. You guys, the media, you're part of this too. You're part of this team. I know you guys are all serious because it's the opening press conference. You give me the meme looks, but I'll get that out of you soon enough. <laughs> let's shake this crowd up, man. And let's, uh, let's have some fun and let the next part of this, this, uh, this press conference begin with David Bassley leading the way. 
All right, we'll go ahead and open up to Q&A. If you can raise your hand, if you have a question, Mike Holders will get to you. We'll start off on the left with Michael Rothstein. Yeah, Raheem, you mentioned, obviously, this is not your, over here, other left. Sorry. <laughs> uh, you mentioned that this is obviously not your first go-around as a head coach. What did you learn from those three years in Tampa? I know it's a long time ago, but what did you learn from those three years in Tampa that gives you the confidence that will be more successful this time around? Mike, is the, uh, the overall maturity of the profession is really what you got to lean on. The, the, the overall growth. Since Tampa, I've dedicated really my professional development to helping whoever I worked for at the time. Right? I was fortunate enough to go to Washington and really work with Mike Shanahan and be around it and see a guy that's won Super Bowls as a head coach, um, be with him and just really develop and him allow me to be behind the curtain, so to speak, moving forward to here with Dan Quinn and going through the process of what we were able to do and doing a lot of winning football games and being able to be a major part of helping and contributing to those factors. Having the ability to go out to L.A., get the job finished, being behind the curtains there as well and being with that crew, Mike, has been one of the things that you just can't ever forget about, one of the things that you can never look over and glaze over is uh, the accomplishments that you have in your career. But now coming back and being a part of the collaboration that I the shared vision, the all the things you want to do with Terry and what he's starting to build and so exciting to come back and going through this process and really going through it in a detailed fashion, I think it's the things that will help us move forward. I'm fully prepared. I've been preparing for this since the last day when I was in Tampa, right? And you spend the rest of your time and the rest of your coaching career, you finish up figuring out when you're going to be ready for that moment. And this is the moment. And now it's time to go, Mike, and I can't wait to do it with you, even though I can't find you in the crowd. <laughs> That's a, that's a big deal, Mike. You asking the first one. I thought we were going to zoom in. Later, I mean, I listen. Question. I can't control He's in that. Vegas. He's right. lost in his hat. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the Terry, for you. I mean, three weeks ago, a month ago, whatever it was, when uh, Arthur Blank and Rich McKay were sitting up there, they said that you know it was really them that you'd have input. How much input did you end up having in this entire process? As you're the you know the one up here at least from a football perspective, that's answering the questions today since Arthur Blank's not here. Yeah, and, and Mike, uh, I appreciate the trust and, and author allowing me to lead that process. And there were a lot of people that were obviously heavily involved in, in that process from Greg Beatles, Rich McKay, our assistant GM, Kyle Smith, Ryan Pace. A lot of people put a lot of work into that process, and we know the ultimate decision is on Arthur Blank. But I've learned a lot from the way Arthur leads because he's making the final decisions, but He's very collaborative and he wants to hear, he wants everyone to be involved and wants to hear what everyone has to say. So um, I was empowered to lead that process. We know Arthur made the ultimate decision, but it was it was an excellent process and we're excited about the result. Right. Please state your name and affiliation. Absolutely. Hey, Coach Rex Castillo from WRBL News. First of all, congratulations on the job. Thank you, this uh, coaching search had a lot of big names as well. Uh, with Coach Belichick, you could talk to the casual fan about like his resume. Not saying you're not qualified, but for some people who may be, you know, a little apprehensive with this decision, how can you assure the Falcons fans that they made the right choice? What you can do for them? You know, Rex, when you're talking about competing in anything that we do, you're always talking about going against the very best. And Coach Belichick and however you want to word it or however you want to write that, he's going to be considered the very best, if not the best, to ever do it in our profession. And I got so much respect for what he's done in his career. I would never, ever feel slighted or feel anything other way than what people would feel about a Coach Belichick, right? But you got a process in place and you go through it and let the best man win. And whatever the case may be, I'm just fortunate to be sitting here in front of you. 
But to tell Falcon fans that we're going to go out there and do because of our football character, being accountable, being disciplined, being coachable, being dependable, I think those are the things that's got to get us going in the right direction. I don't think we can really focus on who was there in the process, what you were doing in the process. It's just like going to play a game. Right. When you go play those games, it, it really doesn't matter who's across those lines. It's our job to go out there and get wins. And that was my job in this whole process. That's how I looked at it. Right. I got so much respect for anybody who's interviewed or been a part of this process that I, 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 I can speak the world about all of them. And it's not just Coach Belichick. It's all of them. It's all the people that we interviewed. Now, do I know their names? No, because they didn't matter at the time. Right. They were all most of them were gray matter. Because it was just a competition. You're going out to present your best self, being your best self, being the best version of yourself. And that's all I can be every single day. Go back left to Allison. Hey, Allison. <laughs> How are you? Good to see you again. At what point, I guess, uh, when you left in 2020, could you ever have imagined that you would be back here being the head coach for the Atlanta Falcons? Allison, you hit the nail on the head. This is coming home. And when you get a chance to go back home in this profession, it is extremely important and it is extremely critical to everybody involved. And that is a special moment, not just for me, but for my family, for everybody involved, for the media members that I see around that I know. Um, I can feel the excitement through my texts. I can feel the excitement through the phone calls. I can look at DJ Shockley right now and feel the excitement, even though he's trying to be very serious in the back. <laughs> But this has been a process for me that has been outstanding and so much fun. I can't tell you. I can't express the joy that I have right now to be able to come back and work with the Blanks, to be able to come back and work with all these people around me that I've been with for years. And I could talk about this for the rest of the press conference. And I probably may bore you, but I don't know if you've ever been in this spot to coming back home. But this is certainly the best feeling in the world. Go to Bailey back right. Hey, Coach. Bailey Burmaster, Atlanta News First. Uh, welcome. Kind of going off of that, I'm curious, from 2020 to now, being here as the head coach, where do you feel like you've grown and changed both personally and professionally to make this feel different? Bailey, that goes back to me uh, talking about where I've come from, right? Getting a chance to go help a friend in Sean McVay, go win a championship. Getting a chance to go be around Les Need and really be jealous of that relationship. Right. When I got there, one of the first things I told Sean, just noticing how we moved through daily and rhythm and routine and things that we've done was, man, I am jealous of you and Les Needs relationship. I said to watch you guys collaborate and move in silence, be able to talk about everything, have your communication ongoing, have your communication um, consistent, honest, open, all of those things that you guys do with each other. That is the next step. The maturity level that you get from that and being able to watch that and also talking to one of your really good friends while you're winning the championship, having the ability to go through some hard times that following year, having the year to start off with a really young team and start with your fundamentals, start with your physicality, start with controlling the ball, starting with some of those pillars, I thought it was a really cool process. It was a really cool learning experience for me. You know, it was no more fun than helping one of your best friends in the world, one of the people that you care about, winning the championship with an organization having a chance to take all of those lessons learned, being able to listen, being able to communicate, and now bringing it back here to the Atlanta community to go out here and win what we need to do. And I got a lot of confidence that we can do that with the people that I know are here. We'll go Gabe Burns on your left. Hi, Raheem. Congrats. Gabe yeah, Burns, AJC. You, uh, could you just give us a little insight into your coaching staff and why Robinson and Lake were the right guys to bring over? Uh, yeah, I could talk about Robinson uh, first. You know, Robinson's our offensive coordinator for those who don't know. Um, and... I 
I explained to these guys when we talked about our staff and we talked about this collaborative effort of going to look for people and being, like, being detailed and the people that we wanted to bring in. And Robinson, from my head and my experience, made a lot of sense. I was around the young Kyle Shanahan and I saw him really develop and grow into this great play caller that we know that's playing next week, right? I was around Sean McVay when he was young, really young, right? He was with my family really young. And I watched him grow and develop into this great player that we know, play caller that we know. And when I talked about it, you start to name the names, the Mike McDaniels. You start to name the names, the Matt LaFleur and all the people that you're able to work with, right? This organization was the first organization to allow me to coach on both sides of the ball, right? Whether it was switching in the middle of the season, whether it was switching during the season, whatever the case was. And I saw it. I worked with people. I was with Dirk Cutter. I was with all these guys, Steve Sarkeesian, all those people in the playoffs. And I see Zach Robinson and I see him in the same light. Right. I see him growing. I see him developing. I see him bringing his timing and rhythm and his balance to our offense that we can have and go out here and play. And whatever it looks like, it's going to be fast. It's going to be with those based on those pillars that we talked about earlier. And those are the things that really just lit me up and made me ecstatic to have an opportunity to bring a guy like Zach Robinson to part of this. And I won't go as elaborate to the rest of the people, but I go so far back with Jimmy Lake talking about our Tampa days, our core beliefs, some of the things that we believe in, likely minded, likely mindedness, his ability to go call it in college, really have a real 10 year in college where you climb the ladder of his defensive coordinator, going to a head coach, having the ability to go through some hard times, fighting through some things. So the people you want to be around are really people that really fought through the process. And then I get here and Marquise is here. And you're talking about a young, dynamic coach that you can bring on and keep a part of your staff because of the people you know that you've been around, that you trust, and that's hired this guy. And I thought that was really impressive to me, and I thought that was really important to me to be around the right people. Right? This is a people business. And I'll just talk about my coordinators right now, unless you have specifics. But I was really excited to be able to bring those guys a part of the Atlanta Falcon family. Got Josh Kendall on the right. Josh Kendall with The Athletic. You refer to this as home. Why? You know, Josh um, – I spent a lot of time in Atlanta before I was even in Atlanta, right? I was a frequent Mountain Sky visitor, right? That allowed me to be around Arthur and his whole family, his entire family, and be a part of those, that whole nature of what it looks like, right? And a big part of what we do here is listening, right? And when I was here, I had the ability to grow and learn and develop and switching both sides of the ball, like I just mentioned, right? At the same place, at the same time, doing whatever it takes to win football games. Being here in 2016 and reaching the pinnacle and just coming up short, Right. That was a real critical moment for me. Right. So only not only knowing the owner as the owner, but knowing him as a personal level. I've, I've been I've been hired by Rich McKay three times. Right. In Tampa here twice, actually four. Right. I mean, you don't get no more home than actually having the ability to talk about those things. Greg Beatles. I remember I walked by this guy in the hallway. And we didn't speak. We didn't say a word. Right. <laughs> and I would walk by Greg Beatles at four o'clock in the morning. and He'd be the only person in the building. I'm wondering who is this guy in the building with me? Right. And now he's the president of this, of this organization and we're moving in the right directions. And these people here are just a part of my life. You know, they know my family. I know their families. And I can't wait to build this thing. man, this thing is different. Right. You know, we spend more time with the people that we work with, sometimes more than our own families. Right. And I have no idea how my wife made my daughter sit this still and this long and be this patient. But she's done an unbelievable job. And it's no different than what they've done with me and my development. That's why this is home. When you walked in the door at Tampa Bay, what did you think was the single most important part of a head coach's job? And is that answer different as you sit there right now? It's 100%. Right? When you're 32 years old, you got all the answers. Right? Just ask me, and I'll tell you, right? And what you find out is, is a learning process every single day. And you, be able to, you better be able to lean on people and talk to people 
and find out what is the best thing at work, right? When I took this job and I got offered it, right, by Terry and Arthur, obviously, making the decision, but I told him in my interview process, I said, hey, I don't need to be the smartest person in the building. I want to hire. I want to have. I want to be contribute. I want to collaborate with all the smart people that you've assembled. I mean, you're talking about Carl Peterberg back there? You're talking about one of the smartest men I know, right? And like, I want to be to collaborate with all those guys and get into the building and do those things and find out what's the best way to move forward with everybody that we're doing. Every person that we brought into the staff, whether it be any position, whether it's chief of staff, Steve Skarnecchia, and you bring a guy in like that to give direction and do the things that you want to do, and you join in with Sarah, who's going to absolutely take us to the next level of what we want to do and how we collaborate and how we go about our business. We're talking about Terry being with Kyle and talk about Ryan Pace. The development over the last 10 days has just been so much fun that I'm so excited to get to the job and actually get to Flowery Branch. I heard it's a construction site, but I can't wait to get out there to do what we need to do. And, and, and all of those things and all those factors that you build throughout the process help you learn and grow. And if you don't get, I learned a long time ago in Tampa Bay from John Gruden. I took my first job in 2002, the first time Rich McKay hired me. And John used to always tell us, he said, you either get better or you get worse. And I've been in the process of getting better since those days and that moment leading up to us right now. On your right, Steak. Hey, Coach. Uh, Steak Shapiro, uh, 92-9 the game. Um, unfortunately, seven years ago was a seminal moment for Atlanta sports as you were up on the sideline to watch it. Um, I'm wondering how much appreciation you have for the, for the pain of that moment and how it shaped some of the Falcon fans. And have you allowed yourself to think about for yourself and the fans of Atlanta and the folks that have been through what, what that was, uh, what it would be like to kind of uh, bring it all back home and you be a part of that and what it would mean for this community. You won the award for best dress, by the way. You got it. <laughs> I'll tell you this. It is a part of coming home, right? That 2016 loss, it, it stings as, as, as bad as anyone I've ever had. Actually, the worst I've ever had on a stinging momentum, right? And to be able to come back here and get some, some real cool redemption, right? I want to watch Arthur Blank, work done, some of these guys hold up that trophy. Do you, now, thi yeah, do you think you have you a... Let me finish. Oh, sorry. You're going to ask a question before I get finished. Oh, it was a I'm pause. That was a dramatic really, pause. I'm trying to give you these real <laughs> yeah, cool, dramatic go. pauses. Yes. And you just don't want to buy in. <laughs> but... That moment for us and our fans, and, and it's just not that moment. It's, it's, I, we were a part of it. We were, all of us. We added some pieces. We got different players. We got new leadership. We got different things in place that's going to help us rewrite that history. And I'm going to be right in it with the fans, and they're going to be right in it with us, right? That support that I'm going to show those guys and the support that they're going to show us, we will change that narrative because we can. Go ahead now. No, that's it. That's a. Do you think the pieces? Do you see enough pieces here that that process looks it could, looks like it could be on its way? And 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 is there a mindset of how long it would take? You know what the cool part about that is is um you go through this process and you talk about all these other jobs, right? And you you, you go home and every time you think about interviewing for a different spot, you think about how you would create, how you would form, how you would collaborate with the people that are there, what you want to do. And this one, you set home and you're just thinking, man, I hope Terry calls me today. Come on, Terry, just pick up the phone and make the call. <laughs> Somebody go in there and talk to Arthur and let's get this right. thing done, right? And you do it because of the things that everybody here was a part of. 
right? Terry's done a great job along with the people and the help around this building in order to form the team and put them in position to go out there and win, right? It's a big old elephant in the back of the room and who's going to be the trigger man, who's going to do those things, and let's go collaborate together. Let's go figure out those things. Let's go put ourselves in the best position to go win football games, and I got a lot of confidence in the people in this room that we can. Mark Zinn on your left. Raheem, Mark Zinn on 92 of the game. This is for you and Terry as well, uh, kind of dovetailing that, you know, Taking this job right now with an owner who has clearly expressed his desire to win now with a roster that looks like it's ready to win now. I know you're in year one and there usually is some grace period, but Terry also in year four. How much pressure do you feel at this moment to get this team to the playoffs and win now in your first year for both of you? If you can give me an opportunity to let me know which owner doesn't give you pressure to win now, I'd like to feel that question back to you. But like, I don't hang on many NFL this owners. Is, this is what we do. And, uh, you got your skelly on, you're really intimidating. But this job, this job has comes with pressure. And it comes with pressure that we're all built for. And like, uh, you got to embrace that. You got to embrace those moments. You got to want those moments. We got to live for those moments. And I don't know about Terry, but like, I, I can't wait to go out here and try to win with this man. Yeah, it, it's exciting. And it's like any other uh uh, it, obviously all owners are passionate, but man, I think we have the most passionate owner. He wants to win the worst way. He's no different than that passionate fan in the front. That That's who he is. And you get calls at all hours of the night and him just talking about little things because he that's all he thinks about is, is winning and wanting to do everything he can do to win. And he'll provide us anything, literally anything to, to, to help us win. And sometimes it's people like Greg that have to make it happen, that have to do it. But look, you go to our facility right now and Look at what's going on there. It's exciting looking at what our locker room is going to be, what our weight room is going to be, looking at what things – there's a lot of exciting things going on. So we appreciate that about Arthur Blank, how passionate he is, and we know he'll provide us with whatever we need to win. And, and the one thing I can add with that too is like – and I know I've been talking too much, guys, but this is my press conference. <laughs> but <laughs> the one thing I can add with that is, is it does come with pressure, no doubt about it. But like when you know you are fully supported – by the owner the way we are. That makes it special too. 